Hey, Rockheads. This is Music to Code by Track 12. Check this out. Oh yeah. Just what you need to get in the zone when you write code. And get this. We just added a site license. Download it once, share it with everybody in your office. Check it out at musictocodeby.net. .NET Rocks, episode 1301, with guest Julie Lerman. Recorded Tuesday, May 3rd, 2016. Hey, guess what? It's .NET Rocks all over again. This is Carl Franklin. And this is Richard Campbell. Or this is Richard Campbell. And this is Carl Franklin. We'd like to mix it up. Actually, I've been called Richard a couple of times here. Yeah, I've been called Carl a couple of times. It time. happens all the time, doesn't it? It does, yeah. You know, once my wife called you Carl. Yes. And that is creepy. Yeah, because I'm her minister. You don't do that to your no. minister. No, and I'm married to her. <laughs> yes. It's like, hey, hey, over here. Over here. <laughs> well, Julie Lerman is here. We're going to be talking to her in just a minute. It should be a great show. But before we can do that, we have a little business called Better Know a Framework. A little business. All right, buddy, what do you got? Well, uh, I've been finding all these really cool APIs that are all based on the try it until you make money model. Nice. You know? And this is just another one. This is another service called Talkus. Talkus. Yeah, not Tukus. Not Talkus. <laughs> www.talkus.io. Nice. It's a Slack add-in. It's basically a help desk in Slack. No kidding. So here's what it says. With Talkus, Slack becomes the place for your team to communicate with customers personally on your website, by live chat, or by email, phone, or SMS. So you get the power of Slack with the power of your customer support. Nice. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool. And uh, again, it's the same model of just, you know, you use it for free for a while. Well, 14-day free trial. Yep. You can upgrade or downgrade as you want. Yep. The, ba- the startup is 40 bucks a month or $39 a month for unlimited number of agents. Yeah, I guess that's a little bit different than the, than the try it until you make money model. It's still but pretty cheap, you know. I mean, 40 bucks a month. Right. You know, it, it's worth a try. It is, and you know, uh, Slack is one of those things that I pay for. Yep. You know that I'm you're, really you're glad com- I pay for you it. You get the commercial version of Slack. I have the commercial worth version every of Slack. Penny. Worth every penny. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. So you know, here's just one more feature to bolt on. That's what I got, Richard. Who's talking to us today? I uh, grabbed a comment off of Julie's latest show. That was 1180, the one we when we talked to her about Aurelia, which back was a in great show, August of 2015. Just super inspirational, right? And, of course, we're talking about Aurelia. So who do you think would comment on a show about Aurelia? Chris Sells? <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Eisenberg himself yeah. uh, says, As the leader of the Aurelia Project, I can say that listening to someone like Julie talk about her experiences is extremely valuable to us. It was also very reassuring to hear that the bulk of the difficulties didn't come from Aurelia itself, but rather in coming to grips with the modern JavaScript landscape in general. Yeah. Things like Gulp and Grunt and Babel and Node and JSPM and and and, and other made-up tools that Julie uh, imparted. <laughs> <laughs> Rob goes on to say the world of modern JavaScript is changing dramatically. However, it's becoming more similar to .NET in many ways. Gulp and Grunt are like MS Build. Babel is like your C Sharp or VB compiler. Node is just a VM technology executing JavaScript on the server, so it's a bit like the CLR. JSPM is like NuGet for managing packages and versioning. ECMAScript 6 and 7 in concept is just like C Sharp 5 and C Sharp 6 include many features similar to .NET, yeah. uh, including classes and lambdas and iterators and so on. 
it is a different world, but I suspect that many .NET developers can learn to be highly productive in it by connecting these concepts to what they already know. Yeah. I have no problem sending Rob Eisenberg a mug. Absolutely. It was an awesome comment, and I think a real compliment to Julie. Uh, people were so excited about the show. There's a ton of comments on that show. Yeah. It's just one of those things to, to, to let people know, like Aurelius really coming to pass. And, yeah. Uh, I'm excited with what Rob's working on. So, Rob, thanks so much for the comment. A .NET Rocks mug is on its way to you, and if you'd like a .NET Rocks mug, write a comment on the website at .NET Rocks.com or via any of our social media, because we publish every show to Facebook and Google+. And if you comment there, we'll read it on the show. We'll send you a mug. And definitely follow us on Twitter. He's at Rich Campbell. I'm at Carl Franklin. And send us a tweet. We use them for bait when we go fishing for data in the data, data lake. lake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. All right. Let me officially introduce Julie. Julie Lerman is a Microsoft MVP, a mentor and consultant who lives in the hills of Vermont. You can find Julie presenting on entity framework, domain-driven design, and other topics at user groups and conferences around the world. Julie blogs at thedatafarm.com slash blog. She's also the author of the highly acclaimed Programming Entity Framework books, also the MSDN Magazine Data Points column, and popular software training videos on Pluralsight. You can follow Julie on Twitter at Julie Lerman. Welcome, Julie, and I also understand you're a regional director now. I am, just like you guys. Welcome yeah. to the club. Yeah, thanks. Welcome uh, to should three. have happened years ago. Welcome yeah, to three whatever. RDs, try to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still loving Aurelia? Yeah, still playing with it. I actually finally went through the process of actually updating packages. It's not like mm -hmm. when you open up a solution in Visual Studio right. and it says, oh, you need, you know, like new packages. Like you have to actually explicitly. No, it's not really. This is, again, the whole job, world of JavaScript. Plans, you have yeah. to explicitly make that happen. And uh, some of the guys in the Aurelia team had saw me present this uh, solution that I'd been working on, the same one we talked about, um, in February at the South Florida Code Camp. And they're like, ooh, that's some pretty old stuff you got in there. <laughs> so, of course, doing yeah. that update threw me over a wall of oh now you have to update all this other stuff sure. and have to learn I, I now this wasn't even new but I had been using callbacks because it's what I was familiar with sure. right. and one of the APIs somewhere down through the dependencies it may have been a JSON client I'm not sure but stopped supporting callbacks so I had to finally go to promises or figure out where the dependency was and I was like well wait a minute can was there any good reason why they did that? Um, oh, promise, Promises is supposed to be yeah, the new what, paradigm. But yeah, support I Promises, don't but know. don't stop supporting well, you know, callbacks. The M That's dumb. It's like the NPM thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> what, was the, what was the big debacle left... left yeah, yeah, that's right. Left, left, uh, uh, left shifting <laughs> whatever. strings or something. Left padding. Left padding. Yeah. yeah, it broke, broke the broke internet. Broke the world. <laughs> oh my gosh. Died. Just don't deprecate stuff. Yeah. Add new yeah, stuff. So I'm, I'm, tell I'm me it's deprecated. I'm really not, not sure it. where it was. I don't want to blame uh, that one. I was just, I was looking to see what might have caused this. And I was like, oh well, I should learn that anyway. And, yeah. and everybody's like, you know, of course I talk about it on Twitter I'm like oh god now I have to do this and I can't figure it out but I'll figure it out don't tell me don't tell me I want to figure it out myself no no don't no and everybody's like oh it's just easy just whatever you're doing in callbacks you just switch with promises but it's not like change the word no it's completely shifting the code the con the structure of the method and then I had these layers of dependencies so it took me a while to wrap my head around you know oh it's just like async await I'm like but it's not no. it's different and I have to you know it turned out there was another API I had to pull in queue promises and there you know mm -hmm. I had to do different stuff so it was just this you know I must have mentioned my typical way of learning new things before which is no 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 yes yeah. <laughs> that's right <laughs> and then once I go yes it's like Oh, now we get it. All right, yeah, that's pretty easy. But yeah. at least what I try to do is pass it on in a way of saying, oh, but it's easy. All you have to do is this. Right, well, everything's right. easy when you have the answer, right? Yeah, sure. yeah. You know so, and so what I did was I had to write my June, well, June, I think July MSDN data point. So I was like, oh, I'll write it about the conversion I did because this was also attached to 
document DB. Mm-hmm. So the, the, it wasn't even about updating Aurelia at that point. It was about updating Node. So I was using Node as my API. Mm-hmm. And I was using the Node SDK that was designed for document DB. So mm-hmm. I could interact with that more easily. Right. So the issue was in there. But it also turns out that the document DB team had written a little SDK, a package for uh, queue promises with document DB. So queue is one of the APIs for doing promises. Anyway, so I had to go through all of that, and I wrote an article about it because, you know, (laughs) my pain is is my article. This is what I liked about that interview, and everybody else did too, was just just the brutal honesty of somebody who's really smart, you know, grappling with something new. Right, and it wasn't that you know that it was impossible. It was it was definitely you, you pointed out good points, you pointed out bad points, but it was a great just sort of look at somebody who's saying, "Here, I'm I'm learning this. Learn along with me." Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think everybody really you hit a nerve. And, for that. and it come, I at least come with the confidence. Sure, of, you know, you, you know, having programmed, and and then it's just you know how m- much pain. Am I willing to do? And then, and that whole ego thing of no, don't tell me. I want to figure it out on my own because the more I do that, the better I comprehend it. Sure. Well, it's like writing it down in your mind. Yeah. 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 You burn it in. I saw that you're doing a session here uh, about challenging teams to rethink software design. I mean, is this something you're up against these days as a consultant? I wouldn't say up against. It's something I'm doing. Ah, it's okay. Wonderful, and it's so so interesting to be able to talk about that part of what I do. Mm-hmm. Not just a given technology, but the sort of strategy. Right, my, yeah, and 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 not uh, you know how to write a link query. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you can Google that. Sure. Right. Right. So I'm getting to actually start talking to people about my what I've gained from the experience I've had of being in this business for so long. Sure, working so, with all those different groups of people. And one and one of the things that I'm doing now is I'm, I've been uh, working with different development teams. They'll bring me in, usually to kind of pinch hit, you know, not long mm-hmm. not long term, mm-hmm. uh, maybe two or three days and then keep in touch. So uh, sort of maybe a mentoring a week. role? It's absolutely. So often they'll come in and say, can you come and do training? No, I won't do training. Like, I, I don't want to do that. What I want to do is if I can sit down with your team and help them work out their problems, right. solve some of their problems. So it's, um, so with a, with a session, um, I got to talk about, instead of imparting the, the knowledge that I'm giving the clients, what I'm doing in this session is telling other people, here's how I go about it. Here's the experiences I've, ha- I've had. I've had a lot of success with it. Most mm-hmm. of it I'm doing by the seat of my pants and my instinct. Right. Um, and it's, I have a good instinct. Yeah. And, and it's working. So I just want to tell you what I'm doing so you can do, help your teams, you know, going through this, if you're going through the same kind of process. Sure. Yeah. Do you have that moment just before you go into the room to start this? It's like, what am I doing here? <laughs> Like everybody. Moment? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like 12 hours last night lying in bed staring at the ceiling. Not 12 hours, but staring at the ceiling going, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, this is my last conference. Yes, I got to do it. No, Apparently, it's like when women, I, I haven't ever had kids, but women having babies, like right. when, the ba- when the baby's like coming out, they like got the, 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 person who helped create that baby yeah, by the, the collar yeah. don't you ever come near me again <laughs> and then as soon as the baby's in her arms she that goes oh let's have another yeah. <laughs> that's when, me and when my second talks. was being born my wife grabbed me and said now I remember why I didn't want to do this again <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> you did this to me <laughs> you, and, yeah. you and that thing <laughs> put that thing away <laughs> <laughs> okay you're editing that part out right Hell no, that's gold right there, Julie. <laughs> but I'm going to write a country song called Put That Thing Away. <laughs> Put That Thing Actually. Away, yeah. <laughs> but the funny part is when you get in front of the problem and you suddenly look at it with a team and say, have you thought about, like, you do immediately have these ideas, you yeah. know? We've done this a bunch of times, and you. but it's, a, it's the art of how to 
you can see a conclusion pretty quickly. It's getting from that Not Im- always. that Im- sort of immediate insight to how do we get there? Yep. How do we get everybody there? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a good part of it is, I mean, even with this talk, the first m- really slide with lots of information in, in it is what you're bringing to the table. Right. And it's like, be kind, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Be empathetic. Yeah. You know, you're also bringing experience. Confidence is really important. Sure. But without being, you know, Arrogant. on a freaking know-it-all. Yeah. yeah. Always yeah. have a backup. I mean, we floss. There's so many good pieces of advice <laughs> we could give. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's important, though, to be yeah. conscientious of those things. Sure. Um, Just this idea that you, these guys didn't get into the situation they are because of stupidity or right. ignorance. No. They made good no. decisions yeah. with right. the information they had at hand at the time. Absolutely. Hindsight has always got more wisdom in it than the foresight had. That's, it's not even a fair comparison. Right. Well, a lot of, like, I, I didn't stop and think about this for a while, but then all of a sudden when I was putting this talk together, I realized, you know what, every single one of these clients is getting ready to or has started rewriting a legacy app. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, is, that is the commonality. Sure. And going to the cloud, going mobile, something. Yeah, and, and all coming from, you know, these legacy apps where they've got a lot of... Um, personal investment, sure. their code, their ideas. That's their baby. Right? And they really, you know, but it's time to rewrite it um, to make it easier to maintain or, yeah, you know, right. for whatever. I mean, obviously, add always more features, but it's hard to add new features with the old the old stuff. So, Are, are you finding a lot of the old stuff written in VBNet? And finding Some those bit. projects out there? I have one client who said one of the things, one of the major things we're doing is it's in VB and we would be happy to keep it in VB, but we have to rewrite it in C Sharp so it'll be easier for us to hire people. Right. Right. Yeah, and I Steve. said, I'm, I'm really sorry, but you're right because that is the reality. It's true, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's just not that many guys out there. It's hard to find them. It's sort of spiraling downward. Mm-hmm. Well, this, I mean, that's the conversation fixing that way that's just gonna yeah it is the it is the spiral right. of doom at that point yeah yeah but so i th- i think there's a a fairly big demand and i see this out there for people to take those the vb code bases and move them either just to see sharp within the same technology or out into services or um you know off the desktop into the web or mobile devices or whatever there seems to be a lot of that yeah. going but, on. But going from VB to C Sharp wasn't the driver. It's just yeah. that, and while we're doing this, even though we would be happier writing it in VB, right. we're going to do it in C Sharp. Yeah. Right. Felt they had to. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like their minds are already changed, right? They are moving to new technologies, new techniques, updating an existing piece of software. You know, where do you come in on that? Well, you know, I have a have had a lot of different experiences with different clients depending on, on where they're at. Sure. So I, I actually used three in the, in the talk because there are interesting differences between them. Mm-hmm. Um, one is a company that already started working on the new version of the software. They were two years into it and it was already a mess. Wasn't going well. It was a mess. They actually brought me in there for some help with Entity Framework. Hmm. Yeah, and you are you know, an EF lady, right? And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Nine hundred entities in there is in that EDMX is hmm. definitely a problem. Let's talk about restructuring this, and you know, and then along the way, you know, other things, right? Right. Um. So that that was. There was a lot of education there. Mm-hmm. It seems like a safe way in, right? There's nobody admitting the project's in trouble or anything like that. It's like, hey, we're having trouble with Entity Framework, know. and you're an Entity Framework expert. They didn't, they didn't know until, I mean, I don't think they knew until I, I looked. I was like, whoa. Oh yeah. Um, I, I did, unfortunately, although they understood and they laughed along with me. But, yeah, when they opened up their EDMX and it had, like, you know, Ooh. 900 entities, I just <laughs> burst out laughing. I, was, I felt so, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's just like, oh, that's a lot. I bet that's a source of a few problems. Let me hear your problems. Yep, that. Yep, that's, yep, that's causing it. <laughs> 
Do you ever have those moments you're looking and going, so this runs, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was, I mean, that was a situation where they had been kind of stuck in using way older versions of all the technologies right. they were doing, especially Entity Framework, and had had to write circles around the lack of capabilities in the earlier versions, right. stuff that's already been solved. So that was, so you know, one of the... One of the things, this, you know, copy and pasted spaghetti code, nobody working together, everybody doing their own thing, copy and pasting from Stack Overflow. Um, There's a book Classes on that. <laughs> that were, you know, 7,000 lines long. Oh, man. Um, so the big, the big two things I did there were, the, the first was um, introduce them to the more advanced, the newer version of Entity Framework right. and its capabilities. And then the other was the idea of, um, and this comes from domain-driven design, bounded context, the idea of looking at this big, huge, ah, I don't even know where to begin, right. and breaking it down into small, digestible problems, one at a time. Like, yep. So find something in there that you can just, let's just look at that all by itself, something simple, not, a, not like a core piece of the domain, something really simple that doesn't have a lot of connections. Right so that they can go through the experience of bringing that to a more modern thing. Mm -hmm. The second day we were there, we did mob programming. Oh, did awesome. a whole refactoring. And I, I told this story a few times. I told it in, in the talk today. I'm pointing behind me because the talk was back there somewhere. Yep. Um, uh, the listeners were wondering why you were pointing. Yeah, they were pointing. <laughs> oh, that's right. So you can edit that up. That's, that's uh, not, not as interesting. I'm not editing any of this. Yeah. This is just great stuff. It's all gold. Oh, okay, yeah, it's, it's good. I'm pointing. Gold. I'm pointing over my shoulders behind me. Nice. <laughs> um, oh, and so while we were doing this refactoring, we had to rip out a lot of code. And a lot of this code, this one, there was one guy on the team, a developer, he's a really freaking smart guy, right? Yeah. He had rewritten all of, you know, EF, DB context and wow. all that stuff. He had just like written it on his own. Hmm. Wow. So during this refactoring, we're like, delete, 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 delete. Right, it was all his beautiful code, uh, all his code. Uh, yeah, um, and at the was same he time, hoof, <laughs> <laughs> red face, so oh, mad all day, right daggers <laughs> coming out of the eyes. He, so, but it was it was two pieces. One, the other was we went from object context to DB context. You okay. know, we like totally shifted yeah. everything, so it broke everything. But I knew it was going to break. Sure. Because they've done it before. Right. So I was there hand-holding them through all these. It was a, it, so it was a double, double whammy. It was switch from object context to DB context. Mm -hmm. from, oh, and, and from uh, the database first paradigm to the code first right. model. So from the EDM, a designer to code first. Cause they, what they wanted. Mm -hmm. um, and... Uh, and at the same time, just cleaning, you know, cleaning up all the stuff that we didn't need. But just switching from object context to DB context is going to break a lot of code. Sure. So we took this working thing. He had worked so hard to make it work. Yes. Now there was 4,000, 5, 7, 20,000, I don't know, you know, build errors. Right. Right? Yeah. And he's pissed. <laughs> you right? did this. And I'm going, well... We just have to start going through now. All these namespaces, just fix, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, now we're down to 5,000 errors, right? Okay. Like, oh, oh this, uh, blah, blah, you know. It wasn't until this, oh, nine to five shop, right? It wasn't until like five of five until the last <laughs> thread fell into place. Nice. Wow. Right, and the code compiled again. His face was, <laughs> and as soon as that last one fell into place, he went, oh. Oh, "Wow!" <laughs> oh, like he comp. It wasn't just that it worked. Yeah. Now, like the bugs, yes. you know, it was working. You see a stress level. Now falling. he understood, but he understood what I was doing. He understood right. the architecture. Yeah. That was epic. Sometimes you don't like the compiler, really. Sometimes you wish the compiler would just go away, leave you alone. Shut so up! You're I done. know, right? Yeah. Well, no, because because it helps you find the well, yeah, things I you need I to do the next thing, know, the next thing, and the next some thing. At least this was doable. This, you know, EF four object context to EF five DB context code first. Yeah. That was doable. I don't. I don't even. <laughs> not sure. I want to see what it would look like for people who 
are even going to think about trying it against right. all the recommendations, but it's going to happen trying it from EF6 to EF core. Right. But that's a different thing. I mean, that's not recommended. Such a radical jump. Hey, yeah. Richard. Yeah, buddy. Guess what time it is. Ah, it must be that happy time again. Yep. It's time to disclose a new analog I've discovered. Mm. My mid-show jokes are to your sense of humor as an epidural is to childbirth pain. <laughs> <laughs> I can't feel my legs. <laughs> <laughs> I think Julie's going to do a spit take. That's pretty good. She got that drink down. It's all she good. Did. No spewing. That's what I was take a drink. moment is like, oh, they're talking. If you take a little drink, oh, shit. And he said something ridiculously half, funny. Halfway through, I was thinking, oh, Richard's going to kill me if she spits all over that monitor. Oh, man. Uh, it's actually time to give away a D-Experience subscription from Developer Express to one lucky member of the .NET Rocks fan club. But first... Become a UI superhero with DevExpress UI controls and libraries and deliver elegant .NET solutions that address customer needs today and leverage your existing knowledge to build next-generation touch-enabled solutions for tomorrow. Whether it's an office-inspired application or a data-centric analytics dashboard, DevExpress Universal ships with everything you'll need to build your best without limits or compromise. Learn more and download your free 30-day trial at devexpress.com slash superhero. All right, buddy. Who's our winner? Today's winner, Richard, is Rob Blackmore. Hi, congratulations, Rob. Yay! Golf clap for you, Golf clap for Rob. With the clappers. With the, the clappers. very obnoxious clappers. Absolutely. And uh, Rob just won Developer Express's D-Experience subscription. That's a big pile of awesome from them. If you don't know what we're doing here... Go to .netrocks.com, click on the big Get Free Stuff button, answer a few questions, and join the .NET Rocks fan club. We have thousands of members all over the world, and every show we like to give away stuff from our sponsors. And every December, we give away a $5,000 technology shopping spree to one lucky member of the .NET Rocks fan club. And Julie looks like she's trying to remember what it was that she wanted to buy with $5,000. Uh, she's looking up at the ceiling with a very worried look on her face. What do you think? What oh, are you going to buy don't have five grand? Time. I'm not going <laughs> to get some time to think about it. <laughs> All right. We're going to edit out 30, terrible, 30 minutes. Go. Terrible <laughs> geek, right? You'd think I would have a whole list. I mean, I just, I just spent it. <laughs> I On. already did it. A lot of Ben well, and Jerry's. I got myself a new MacBook nice. Pro. Very Shiny. nice. Very nice. Um, and uh, the amount of time I learned how to, if it was billable, the amount of time I learned how to use the keyboard and how to right-click, that should count for something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ways to go about things, that's I for have sure. the weird problem right now of my function key being in the default state of being pressed. Oh. So when I press F5 to run, you know, I get like, what do I get? Oh, yeah, it's the brightness indicator. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so I have to press function F5 if I actually want to refresh So when you turn that brightness but indicator up, does your computer get smarter? No. <laughs> don't work that way. <laughs> That's a great Gallagher joke. Yep. He says, there's so much dumbness on television. They got a knob called brightness, but it don't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, broken keyboards. Yep. Another team story? Oh, yeah, yeah, a couple. So I had a, another great experience. This was this was really nice. Oh, my gosh, these people, like, they sent me presents. They, not only did they pay me, <laughs> but... That's always good. Um, yeah, so that this was, this was a team, again, legacy app, time to rewrite it. Right. Right? But they hadn't started it yet. Oh, and okay. they... That's a good it, time to talk, right? Yeah, so... They contacted me. They knew not just entity, the Entity Framework stuff, but they also knew about the DDD work I've been doing. Right. They, you know, mm -hmm. watched the Plural site. They read my books. It was a little embarrassing, like you know, like the the guys bringing me around the office to meet people, and you know, you get into the developer area, and somebody says, "I know that voice." Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. I know that voice. <laughs> um, so this was interesting. We we so they didn't have they hadn't coded yet. They um, wanted to make sure that they were going down the right path. They wanted help getting started with our architecture. Oh, okay. So we ended up doing a lot of uh, modeling, you know, on the whiteboard. Mm -hmm. um, I asked, uh, you know, I had to ask a lot of questions. I I didn't really understand their business, so I had to ask a lot of questions and. 
because of those questions, I think I mentioned this to you. I call them "Why is the sky blue?" questions. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, it really helps them all. Not only do I learn it, but because I'm coming in from uh, pure objectivity. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, I'm asking questions about perspectives they haven't thought about before. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, I mean, they really perceived the whole business problem. Right. And that's how I think of things. It's a business a problem. Problems mm-hmm. are you solving? Everything for them was about the database. Every, you know, like domain objects, no, it was all database table names yep. and insert. Wow. Entity relationship all the way, right? Yeah, it's yeah. So, um, so we spent a lot of time focusing on, the, you know, understanding the business and the behaviors and everything. And I would just propose, well, what if you looked, does this make sense? Does that make sense? What yeah. about this? What about that? Like different model combinations and, you know, how to break things up, what makes sense, like where the patterns are, what, uh, you know, just trying to think of it in smaller problems. And what are the different, what are the processes, the transactions that are kind of unique that are self-contained so it took some time to get to a place where they were really now thinking about the business and the what's happening in the business and the behaviors and the transactions as opposed to the database now they're thinking about the database because that's what they've been coding against right for all 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 so many years i um as an exaggerated definitely an exaggeration um I, I tell people, well, you know, you could just give people SQL Server Management Studio and be done. Right. Right? Yeah. Right? You could. Right? But, you, you know, you want to help them. You know, help them create good data. Right. You also don't want to give them a loaded gun, you know? That's sort of what, how I feel about SQL Management Studio. Oh, yeah. So Oops, many, I did leave you the table. So many ways to yeah. screw things up. Yeah. 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 So, um... So we spent a lot of time with in there, uh, you know, doing the modeling the first day and a half or so. And then we, we didn't literally write the code, but we, we mocked up some of the classes and then projects um, and then the solution in different projects so they could see how the information would flow through the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then, we, you know, we kept shifting and shifting and shifting that. Are you doing this on a whiteboard? That we actually did in Visual Studio. Oh, okay. So, so just you, enough that we could make could things. could actually model that workflow. Yeah. So one of, the, one of the big things that troubles people when they're first, you're first saying, well, you know, when you're looking at this whole big thing, yeah, it's like complicated because everything's got all these interrelationships. Mm-hmm. So we start breaking things apart, but then... But what about those relationships? If we start breaking things into smaller things, right? Uh, and and I just tell them, you know, we there's all kinds of patterns that already exist that we can take advantage of, like message queuing and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about that now. Right? They exist. We'll use them later. Right? Yeah. How about getting it to the database? Ah, I know how to do mapping with Entity <laughs> yeah. Framework. Like, no big. Don't worry there's about it. There's ways to get that. This yeah, is more don't worry about, about that. This is that's cross cutting. Like I tell them. Data persistence, just think of it as a cross-cutting concern. Yeah, yeah. like security. And I have to keep reminding them and keep reminding mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and keep reminding them. Mm-hmm. But, again, part of what I was talking about today, you have to do that with kindness and sure. empathy, right? You're hand-holding them. You're not telling them what, what to do and how things should be. I'm really interested in some more of these anti-patterns that you find your customers are doing because they tend to change over time, you know? The, the mistakes that people make basically change when the technology changes. So there must be some things that you see with Entity Framework over and over again that, you know, the classic mistakes that, that people make that you seem like you're always, always trying to undo. There's... Oh, one that's really common, actually somebody at the conference... Uh, came to me with a problem, and mm-hmm. it was ex- the same problem. Yeah. And I see it all the time, which is um, when you're modeling, you're so focused on the relationships that everything you do, this is uh, it's really handy to have those relationships built into the model when you're doing querying. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing updating and you, there's all that magic in there, there's a lot of stuff that can go awry. And sure. one of the one of the most common things I see, and this he was the same thing this guy was showing me, was defining the relationship between two objects 
with you know two inst object instances and just relating them to each other and then doing an up, uh, safe changes. Right. And he said it seemed all real great. And one day I was looking at the data and noticed that like we had all this duplicate data. Right. Because the all problem is right. they're they're creating something new. And then they're adding a reference data, like maybe saying, you know, what country? The country is Belgium, right? And right. instead of just using the ID, like foreign yeah. key, inserting it in there, they're saying country is yeah. this instance of country. And then they tell Entity Framework, okay, add mm. this, add this new person yeah, from this country. Belgium and twice. Entity Framework, by default will blindly go through and say, oh, here's a graph. You told me to add it, so I'm going to mark everything as added. This is disconnected, when in a disconnected scenario, okay. right. if it's not already being tracked. Yeah. It blindly marks everything as added, and then everything gets inserted into the database. Makes a new row. So I said, just use a foreign key. And he, he said, well, I didn't write it. Let's look. You know, He opened it up. like There was no foreign key in the object. I said, okay, uh -huh. so I see this a lot, too. I don't want no stinking foreign keys in my right. classes. Those it makes it dirty. Right. It, it dirties my objects. Oh, and no. I've had the conversation with so many people where they're like, hey, when. She'd say, it's only dirty in your mind, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dirty. What are you thinking of? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it's really only. Yeah. You know, it's not. There's nothing dirty no, about it. No, there's nothing. And then when you compare the. The fact that you've added this foreign key in there and the simplicity of just setting the key yeah. to the pain that they're going through to try to work around this other problem, it's so much, yeah. so much easier. So that's actually, that's, that's something I see a for. lot. Well, mm. we actually didn't have it the first iteration sure. of Entity Framework yeah. and people screamed for it. Yeah. So we got it and then it's there and then people are like, well, we're not using a foreign key. That's, Is it literally because you know, they call it foreign? Like that makes it no, bad? No, just, you know, extra, it's a, it's extra, extra stuff. Step. It's not part of my domain. It's a persistence. Yeah. It's a persistence uh, Mechanism. thing. Yeah. 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 Right. No. So it's about persistence. Doesn't belong in my object tree. My pure, pure object. Yeah, like, you know, have, can't afford have idealism fun. Like that. No. Have fun with your pure objects. <laughs> Get back to me in 10 years when you got yeah. the, your application rolled out. Yeah, and you've, you've got all these mechanisms to clean up your messy, messy duplicated with 100, data. With 100,000 yeah. duplicated rows. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, there's, you know, there's, there's guidance, and there's, you know, being uh, guidance and pragmatism versus and there's also experience there too it. right yeah I mean, one of the advantages you have coming from the outside is you've seen a bunch of other projects so you know what's been successful yep. and you usually get a pretty good nose for the like, making the same old mistake I get a good nose <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting brought in on a, a data and analytics problem right because I've done a lot of OLAP stuff in the past yeah. so they were complaining about just how slow their queries were so they were asking me to optimize their queries and we were looking at the size of data and so forth. I said, well, what's the transfer rate we've got? And I literally, instead of working on the query they were asking me to work on, I pull up Perfmon yeah. and, and look at the data transfer rate off of their SAN. And it's like five megabytes a second. And I'm like, guys, you know, if I just, you have a quarter million dollar SAN and your SAN vendor, because you're complaining about this performance, so I would say buy another quarter million dollar SAN and it'll go faster. It's like, you know, I can go buy a hundred dollar hard drive and it will be 10 times faster than that. Like, just knowing those numbers off by heart. Yeah. I know how yeah. fast a hard drive right. is. It's like, this, either that sand is seriously broken, or we've configured it wrong. Right. And I'm betting it's not broken. And of course the vendor, the sad part is if they had bought another one, it would have gone faster. But right. not, not, not why you got them. Well, not because, and, and not because the SAM was overwhelmed, but because the way they had organized it, it causing multiple machines to write simultaneously to the same spindle, yeah. right? They have all these spindles inside this SAM. Every one of them would have been fast. Because it focused on one, you buried it. Huh. It's like, if we just organize these drives this way, everything goes fast. Wow. But it started with knowing reality. Like, you know those foreign key properties fix things fundamentally. Yeah. Yeah. There's just no argument we have with that. And then I think is the power of an outside person coming in just knowing what reality actually looks like. You get stuck in this bubble of the way you want to think about the problem. So true. And you forget about the, you know, is it plugged in? Yeah, right. Right? Like those are the mistakes oh, that they yeah. make. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's rich. That's my husband, right? <laughs> like I, and you always, I mean, you it as it's a 
configuration. It's something in the software. Right. You got to fix it. Fix it. He's like, did you check the? Did you check the plug? No, no. Come on. It's come something. On yeah, it's no, something it's much serious. more fascinating yeah. than yeah. that. Uh, you want to ruin somebody's day, like as an infrastructure guy? <laughs> bad Ethernet cable. Yeah. You'll spend a week That's fixing right. things, yeah. trying to work around a bad Ethernet well, cable. Well, you know, there's a bit of Occam's razor at play there. You yeah. Know? It's the simplest pr- solution tends to be the right solution. Except so. that some stuff's so simple you don't think it would ever break. Right. Yeah, well, I, I'm all, you know, audio guy, right? Yeah. It's always the cables. Bad XLR cable. It's Dude. always the cables. Yeah, Because no the, they get moved around and tied up and, you know. And they're old. Everything else gets I mean, replaced. Right. XLR cables keep getting used, right? Ethernet cables get old. Guitar cables. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, like that. that's another Break element pads. of experience. Break yeah. Pads get old. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate that one of the values you bring to the table is just knowing what normal is. Yeah. 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 People forget normal. Yeah. Yeah. And I do, you know, it's like, all right, let's, I do also, I mean, I'm doing all this architecture and structure and everything, but if, there's already code in place. I'm also like, let me let's look at your EF code. Let's sure. look at the performance. I had a client bring me in for three days to solve a performance, a EF performance problem. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a client that's processing data, like ginormous amounts of data, but SQL Server data, not mm. uh, not big data, mm-hmm. and um, was in a. To them, the mil- milliseconds were important. That's what matters. Right? You need to be fast, fast. So uh, we did two things. One is uh, completely changed how they were doing this critical query. Like it was a, a really dense, complicated query. Right. Yeah. Changed how they did that. That made a huge difference. And then he went and changed the indexes on the database. Boom. And it went from, you know, m- minutes to seconds. Right. So we got that done in the first day. They brought me in for three days. They're paying me yep. well for yeah. three days. And the guy who ran the team literally said to the owner of the company, what she solved today, she just paid for, that paid for the whole three days worth. Wow. Right. Like if she went home tonight and we gave her the three days worth of money, I would be very happy. Yeah. Right. right. And I said... Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not happy because I've seen your code base and your architecture. (laughs) As long as I'm here and I'm here for two more days, can we talk about your architecture? And and we did. And we went through this whole same kind of process of, you know, breaking things up and, and, you know, separation of concerns and bounded context. And and it was Social acceptability piece of that, too. Like, you can't ever get a job where it's like, hey, I think our code base sucks. Would you look at it? Right. It's socially acceptable to bring you in to do a performance tuning problem. So you have and no while you're there, well, plus it's, it's a clearly defined specialty. You're yeah. known as someone who knows entity framework. They didn't know forward. me. Oh. So oh. They literally found me on the uh, MVP website. Nice. Oh, wow. Tiny little team. I was like, did, did you know I wrote some books on yeah. any framework? No. 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 <laughs> Have you ever heard of Pluralsight? No. no. <laughs> I didn't want to say, like, so you don't know who I am? Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> like, don't you know? Don't you know who I am? <laughs> but I, you know I did, how lucky you are? I did kind of finally say that, Tim. Just, yeah. you know, you randomly, you know, just just so you know, you kind of randomly pick, like, the entity framework expert. Right, <laughs> like, right. <laughs> yeah. But at the same, same, do you subscribe to this idea that part of this is they have to come up with a way to present to the boss how we can get help. And it, that doesn't mean they admit failure of any kind. Right. Or it's the kind of failure that everybody well, can fix accept. Well, performance. Yes. It's pretty, imp- in there, yeah. it was hugely but important. But that, that is a specialty that people accept needs to exist yeah. and we need yeah. a specialist well, for it's it. Well, not, it's not just about the specialty. It's, um, you know, what is the value, like the overall business value of restructuring the back end of the system so that it's more maintainable? Right. Yeah. Very How are we going to collect actually. money from our clients for that? No, we want new features. Yes. Right? So it is, it's a big deal when people are coming in. I mean, the, the client, a recent client, they were embarking on, a, on, you know, again, replacing their legacy software. They'd mm-hmm. come up with a design, and they wanted to vet it. They wanted me to vet their design. 
um, and they trusted me to come in and really look at it and ask the, you know ask all those questions and either tell them yeah not you know we should do this instead or yeah I think you've done and in the, in the end I actually they had been told by so many people this is crap this is terrible you shouldn't be doing this and I looked at it like and get I, rid of enemy framework or no the way, it was just how shoot, shoot the people how, who built this how they structured it based on what it was that they need right. because everybody said well you just you know you need to use the repositories and the classic and this and this and oh, that yeah. like the standards standard stuff that we do right and uh so i looked at it for two days i hammered on it i asked them a million questions i showed them well if we did it this way what if we did it that way this is what a business you know if a business object aggregate rule or do this do that like and they're like no 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 and they weren't being like jerky like no we're not listening to you it's just like because of what our needs are and at the end of the two days i mean i was in between my hotel room at night i'm like what have I missed? It's really hard to sell a company on the value, the monetary value of cleaning up technical debt, of paying it back, yeah. isn't it? Well, they were they were prepared to do that in this, this particular case. Right. They were so their um, the owner of their company is uh, definitely not penny wise and pound foolish. Right. Right. They their their company is like their company is based on software and data and, and, and it's yet are really really important. On the right things, then. Yeah. So I mean, it was hard. It was hard because you know it's like yeah, more features would be better. But he was yeah. willing to do this because there's there was some other benefits. But it was really interesting to be in a position where it's like. Did I miss something? Like, I, you know, I'm trying to see if I can find that aha moment for right. them, and it's not happening. It's not happening. I'm mm. like, what am I doing wrong? And then I'm like, thinking back to these other places where, you know, I've seen it happen. Right. It works, and I know what I'm doing. Like, I, you know, right. bringing confidence to the sure, table. Right, I was sure. really worried. I even uh, afterwards, I talked to Steve Bolin about it. Oh, yeah. And I told Good them, man. I said, I got this guy. I trust him. He's got a really fine mind, and he's also very pragmatic like I am. Right. So I just want to make sure that, like, I haven't missed something. Right, you know. Sure. So in the end, I said, I think what you chose is, first of all, it was really, like, really smart, like, yeah. really interesting. Well thought out. But it's not an anti-pattern. It's the pattern that is just right for what you need. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, except... They were so frustrated still because he said, well, then why aren't you saying, I think all of my clients from now on should use this pattern. And I'm like, because it's not right for everybody. Yeah, it's right, right? For But you. he was, he still had this level of not, you know, I was That's like, human no. That's you know, No, it's good. It it's conflict? good. It's okay. He's actually saying, I want to be like everybody else or everybody else be like me. At the same time that everybody wants to be that unique little flower. Like, there's a great right. contradiction there. Sure. And, and he, he said it, you know, I, I don't know how I'm going to get people to come work with me if, you know, hire people the same, you know, C sharp, right? Sure. And I said, tell, you know, like, like, they said, can you just sign something, sign off on it so right. we could show them Julie Lerman said it was okay. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and I... I said, just tell them, you know, it's, you've got a, a unique business problem and yes. you've come up with a really, a, a, an interesting pattern that, and that's what's being used. Right. And that's that. I mean, it's, there's an underlying thing here, which is there's no point in ever telling anybody that hires you like that their baby's ugly. Mm. They wouldn't have called you if they didn't know. And, and just saying it makes the situation worse. Well, they, they, they said, if it's not good, we need to know. Right. Tell us. So yeah. when it's, one of the really important things that I do, and I do, you know, when I, I tell them up front, I tell them before they hire me, I tell them while I'm there, I keep reminding them, I am not here to tell you what to do. Right. right. I'm here to give you the information that you need that I pretty sh- that I can, you know, I determine, I do my best to figure out what, I th- what information I think you need to make the best possible decision. Right. You're intelligent people. Yeah. You've been yeah. programming a long time. You know this right. domain inside and out. Mm-hmm. I can't make that decision for you. You can also bring some knowledge from you. the outside world to say you're not crazy, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Other yeah, people sure. have solved it this way. You know, yeah, well, you know, in that case, I've never seen a solution like that before. Right. It was really, really clever. Um, and and they had there were some other, ish, other reasons why... Um, the kind of business reasons why it also made sense sure. for them to do. But it was clearly thoughtful. 
So I mean, it, oh my gosh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it helps to have someone from the outside saying, "I like your thinking here," which I think is really yeah. what you said in the end. Yeah, yeah, and I checked. I was like, "Well, okay, you know, everybody's telling you you need to do this. Here's what it would look like if you did this. Sure. What do you think?" We can't because boop, 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 boop. Yeah, it's not going to be You're better. right. Okay. I get that. Like, yeah. I couldn't have known that, right? Because sure. I don't know those things as yeah. well as they do. Anyway, so it's really interesting when that happens. You know, and, and other times, you know, you get, like, the ahas. Like, right. the, oh, my God. Like, I get it. Because another, another thing that I'm bringing to the table is most of these people are going from database-driven thinking to wanting to you know, do things, you take advantage of some more of the modern ideas yeah. in the domain-driven design. The more entity-driven design. I've done it. Mm-hmm. I did that too. Mm-hmm. Right? right? So I understand. I totally understand what they're going through. Sure. Well, what's next for you after Tech-Rama? I have been on the road for quite some time. I mean, going back home. But I'm actually looking forward to uh, spending some time in Vermont. Very nice. Yeah. Giant Getting puppy. some work done. Weird. That would be nice. Yeah, time <laughs> to actually do some do some work. Um, finishing up a plural site course. So I started it. I got three modules done, completely done, ready to go. They're awesome. Yeah. And I wish I could just give them to people to look at while they're waiting to get started so I can finish the other three modules to finish it so I can publish it. So I'm going to work on that. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping to just spend the summer in Vermont, go to a couple of conferences, maybe Montreal. I'm going to be a dev teach. Yeah, we're all going to be a dev teach. Uh, We'll be there. It's one of the few conferences in the whole planet I can actually drive my car to. Well, I guess we'll see you up to that. It's early July. Oh, yep. it's going to be beautiful. Be awesome. It's going to be so nice, sure Montreal in July. Sure. Yeah. All right, well, we'll see you then. And thanks for being here with us, Julie. Oh, it's great. Awesome. Thank you. We'll see you next time on .NET Rocks. .NET Rocks is brought to you by Franklin's Net and produced by Plop Studios, a full-service audio, video, and post-production facility located physically in New London, Connecticut, and, of course, in the cloud. Online at pwop.com. Visit our website at dotnetrocks.com for RSS feeds, downloads, mobile apps, comments, and access to the full archives going back to show number one, recorded in September 2002. And make sure you check out our sponsors. They keep us in business. Now go write some code. See you next time. Got a transmitter band by the FCC.